You are listening to Young, Smart, and Fabulous, the podcast. I am your host and the creator of Young, Smart, and Fabulous, Alexandria Greenwood. I am a single mom, an entrepreneur, a life coach, and an international speaker. My mission is to change what wealth looks like to the world while showing my audience how to hone in and create the life of their dreams, all while looking fabulous. In this podcast, you will learn everything you need to know to be your most amazing self. You will realize that you have all the power to create any and everything you dream. And me and my guests will guide you on that journey. Get ready, guys. We're about to take the ride of your life. Okay, guys, it's Alex again from Young, Smart, and Fabulous. And my guest today is Miss Amber Aziza. She is a speaker and a CEO of AAE Corporation. And what I love about her, she is just a powerhouse and a ball of energy, but she plays no games when it comes to business. But as a single successful woman, this is the conversation that you really, 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 really want to listen to. Um, I think she has so many pointers and so many tips. So get ready, guys. Here's Amber in my conversation. Hi, Amber. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am so amazing. I had the most beautiful weekend with family and then it ended with the earth, wind and fire battle. So I'm good right now. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. I didn't get to be with family. We're still in lockdown here in London, but um, I I did enjoy that earth, wind and fire battle. That's everything. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I know it was so good. It made me feel like I was like a kid and then a grown up all at the same time. It was like, (laughs) it like brought the memories back from a kid, but I'm like, girl, I can cha-cha with y'all now. Come on now. Right. I can drink the liquor now. I can sit at the grown up table. Exactly. Look, not only did I sit at the table, girl, I bought everything that was at the table. So I know it's better, right? So you can realize that life is so different, but it's so the same, you know? Yes. So let's jump right in. So one day I posted on Facebook that I think, you know, as a dating successful woman, that we should get non-disclosure agreements, NDAs. And Facebook went crazy. Women and men hated that conversation. And you loved it. And so not only did you love it, you do it. So let's talk. I want to know. So tell me about it. So I started doing this maybe three or four years ago. And you know, what's funny is what, what prompted it wasn't actually someone I was dating. What prompted it was someone I was friends with. So I was friends with someone, they stayed at my house. um, And at the time I, my guest room doubled as my office and they went into my things while I was asleep. They went into my things and started like telling people what they saw. Like, oh, I saw this document or, oh, I saw this tax document because I was not great at paying Uncle Sam. And so I had some, I had a tax lien on one of my accounts, but what she was looking at was tax documents four or five years previously. Yeah. So she wasn't looking at today's tax info. So she's just telling everybody, oh, I saw this and she had that. And I've got friends calling me like, girl, what's going on? You need money for your taxes? And I'm like, oh no, like what? No. And so from then on, anyone who stayed in my home had to sign an NDA. And I 
extended it to anyone I dated because I realized like when you date someone, it's intimate, right? Mm-hmm. You're in their space. They're seeing documents or you're on a call or whatever. I needed to protect myself better because I wasn't in the same league that I was used to being in. And when you up level, you also have to do a full audit of your life and see where are you being reckless in areas that you didn't have to worry about before. Yeah, it can cost you a lot. A lot of people don't realize this. Our businesses are online. So if you start to talk online, that chatter is what people see when they Google us. You understand what I'm saying? Like that's what, that's our business card. That's our resume. That's our information. And the same as people say, well, you know, we're all on Facebook. Yeah, you're on Facebook, but nine times out of 10, it doesn't cost you everything. Exactly. The way that it could us. And the thing about it is what people don't understand is if you go from a regular salary to a lot of money, if you don't owe Uncle Sam at one point in time, Uh your ass ain't made no money. (laughs) Let me tell you something. (laughs) Everybody has missed that because we don't know what we're doing. You can't talk to your mama. Your mama ain't never made money you know what I'm saying you don't know you don't get the information and that's the difference between I think a lot of white people and black people and what we don't talk about is these journeys are uncharted waters for us you guys have been having these conversations at the dinner table since 1918 17 you know what I'm saying so this is like new shit every time it happens for us every single time I think it's it's also you know it, it kind of was for me was funny more than anything else because I was just like she's talking about something so many years ago yeah. but then also I was like wait a minute like so I'm being punished for taking care of something that I had made a mistake on yeah. like and now that's the buzz like that feels like that needs to be something people talk about and it's just like you like you said if you're not making real money if you don't owe Uncle Sam a large chunk of change at some point and yeah. my parents couldn't teach me that they you know they worked really amazing, hard working jobs to make sure that they put us through. But yeah. I couldn't talk to my dad about a six figure tax bill. Yeah. Like he wouldn't it would eat. give him a heart attack. Like, oh my God, I need to help. I need to sell a house because of you know, exactly. you know it gives exactly. a different feeling. It's a it's a different thing. The look like like people are always talking about bankruptcies and different things like that. I'm like, that is the restart button, that mm-hmm. is the real life of wealth, right? Mm-hmm. You do have to go through that. I make a, a promise to say, you won't get to embarrass me. So I tell a lot of my shit before it gets out because I've been mm-hmm. yep, bankrupt. I did this, I did that. My ex-boyfriend put a store in my name. So y'all can't say that. I mean, you know, I've been in his name yeah. so that he could help me. You know what I'm saying? Because when I went, when I met my ex right before my business blew up. Um, I had just filed bankruptcy because my ex-husband got a car. We got a car as a couple, as a couple would. And then he got to keep his car. I got to keep my car, but he didn't want to pay for his. Oh, <laughs> so no. That was in my name because we like dummies didn't understand that. Uh-huh. We're we going to put everything in both our names because it's both mm-hmm. our cars and both our credits. No, you don't put everything in both names because if everything go down, both people fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, so uh-huh. we could not do, we didn't understand we were kids we got together I was 19 years old I had no clue so you know I paid every bill for our whole marriage all eight and a half years I paid every bill out of our account now his money went in there but he never he was like Chris Jenner how she's saying like I didn't know how much the gardener cost he didn't either 
Right. <laughs> like I knew how much he made down to the penny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know anything. So when we split up and I could have been cold and heartless, I didn't do that. I paid off every credit card that was in his name, every credit card that was in my name. I wrote a list of all his credit cards and I pushed all the due dates back to the final week of the month. And I let him know how much each bill usually was. I let him know when everything was due. I wrote every single thing down right. and he did not pay a bill. Mm. So it literally was like, I had to just fight and the car people were the only ones that wouldn't just take, Hey, we're divorced or we're separated or whatever. They kept coming after me and they wanted to take my check. So I had to file bankruptcy. So when Mm. I filed bankruptcy, we had already been separated a couple of years. And then I met my boyfriend, we moved in and um, he said that bankruptcy will never touch you. Mm. And I know what, you know what, that's, that's how, you know, somebody really loves you when they love right. you at your lowest. Right. So yeah, he, girl. he bought me a car. He put a store in his name for mm. a loan for my first mall store to get a sign. You know, the signs are like six to $10,000. People don't realize yes. their store. So he got a loan for me. Oh my gosh. So that's like ghetto. I mean, that is love. That's love, love. That's love, love. My first business credit card was in his name, girl. And I and I didn't do everything perfectly. But what I will tell you is I even think people are like, well, you guys broke up. You say you shouldn't have to pay anything back. But I'm like, you know, that man did so good for me. I paid every dime back times 10, you know, probably. But what it made me think of is like, he could have really ruined my, cause at the time I didn't have a lot, you know? And if when mm-hmm. we broke up, if he would have got nasty and started talking, it could have ruined me. Even though I did the right thing and eventually made sure everything was squared away, but he could have went and you're ruining my credit online. And I would have been like dead, you know, because all it takes is one thing to get heat and it's over, right? You know, mm-hmm. but we see it so many times and it's like, that's not even the worst thing that person did, but that's what catches flame and that's over, you know? That's kind of where I came up. I'm like, I'm meeting these men, even if it's online or it's on Facebook, I really meet men on social media. I meet them on dating sites. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a dating site pro. I can do it. And I know that God wants me to focus because it's not being as easy as it used to be. But um, I know how to talk to men until I like them. So I know how to get you to take me out real quick. I know how to get you to love me, like me, all that stuff. But what I realized is when they finally do realize who I am or look me up or go to my page or check my phone number or something stupid, I have a different reaction every single time. And it's like, I don't know how to, I guess I was playing small and I didn't really know how to say who I was, I guess with authority, because I felt like I didn't want them to like me because of what they, because I know Vanessa Simmons, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want them to like me because of what they assumed shit, because I know your ass, you know what I'm saying? I don't want them to assume because, you know, or now all we're going to talk about is business because you want me to help you sell your t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't want that to be the reason. So I always hid my social media presence. And I always said I was a blogger. That was what I said on my thing. And they, men liked to take care they like to save a hoe so they love it girl they love to save a hoe so I always let them save me you know what I'm saying (laughs) yes until you know you pull up with the Range Rover they're confused as hell of where this came (laughs) what's happening what other dude is buying her Range Rover (laughs) you know and I've gotten cars from men so I'm like yeah I every man that I know has spent you know that has bought me a car so every man that I've been in a relationship with but I think men like to do that 
I right. really think it was so much easier for me to date broke. So mm-hmm. much. Um, I literally had men like, oh, I'll take care of you. You could be a housewife. You could stay and watch the kids out, like buy the house, whatever. But now it's kind of like they want to play whose penis is bigger. Yes, girl, those pissing contests. <laughs> and I look, I win every time. And it's like, but I lose the man. So tell me what you do. Do you online day? How do you feel comfortable? Do you feel comfortable in your full self? Or do you like wait a minute before you let them know? So I wait a minute. I wait, I wait a, a long minute, sis, because okay. I was in, I was in a really bad relationship when I lived in DC. Like I was one of those, like, oh, I, I can take care of it all. Like you can be a part of the business. Everything's going to be great. Like they were going to be a power couple. Everything's wonderful. And that blew up in my face so hard, so fast that I just, I didn't even see it coming to the point that like, he was able to petition to the court to have my accounts frozen because he was saying that he had built the business with me, like that he was co-owner. And I had to prove that he was not like that bad. Just you let him help. You let him, you let him do a job. Right. (laughs) Now he built it. Uh, This is crazy. Girl, it was insane. It got so bad. I remember this day I went to a friend of mine's home and I just broke down in tears and I was like, girl, I'm not even gonna be able to pay my rent. Like, I'm not gonna be able to pay my rent because all my accounts are frozen. And she's like, don't worry about it. She wrote me a check. She's like, here you go. Don't worry about it. I got you. And she said to me, as she handed me the check, she said, never let a man get you hemmed up in a position where he is able to take your power from you. Yeah. And it just stuck with me so deeply. And it just really reminded me like, I rushed into that. I wanted that so badly that I just rushed in. Like, here I am. Here's everything. Here are all my cards. Like, here's it all. And it blew up in my face. So from then on, (laughs) I've literally dated men who probably did not even know who I was. I, I start off telling them I'm a consultant. So I don't mind doing online dating, but I'll tell them I'm a consultant. Like, yeah, I'm a consultant. That's what I do. And it's not a lie. I mean, I own a consulting firm. <laughs> I didn't tell you I was the CEO of everybody who else consults. Right, right, exactly. So for me, I, I don't mind dating, but I do, you know, tell them I'm a consultant. I, I'm very careful with information I give them. I make them use my WhatsApp, which isn't, you know, my main number. Really? Um, so I can block them Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, girl. Like I'm diligent about it. I give them, if they're like, Oh, what's your last name? I give them my parents' last name and not my last name. Really? Um, like I am that, that. Let me ask diligent you that. Mm-hmm. Has that ever been like, cause okay. I've had a guy give me a Google number and I'm like, I'm not going on a date with you because I don't trust you. So mm-hmm. I feel like I feel both ends of it. Right. I understand why. Yeah, I just have never had to do it. So let me ask you this. Have you ever had that blow up because you're protecting yourself? They feel lied to or hurt? Um, So no, because when they usually find out like, oh, who I really am, it's almost like they hit the lotto in their mind. You know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute. Wait, she's bomb in bed. She cooks. She don't clean, but she'll hire a housekeeper. (laughs) Look, the house is clean. Right. The house will stay clean. She, you know, is great with kids. She's this, she's that. And she owns her own stuff. And she's like, it's always like a, oh, snap. Like, and even in that though, girl, their reaction to that makes me determine whether or not I'm going to stay with them. (laughs) Because it's like, I I want a man who's impressed by it, but not overly impressed by it. Yeah. 
Like, I don't want it to be where that's my, that becomes my identity to them. Okay. Yeah. That I'm, my identity is the CEO, not the girlfriend, not the woman I need to protect, not the woman I need to take care of, but the CEO. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. I've been really working. And we talked about this a little bit. I've been really working on balancing my masculine energy with my feminine energy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I realized I was leading too much with my, with my masculine energy in relationships because yeah. it was like, well, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. Like, if you're not going to take care of it, I'll take care of it. Yeah. And it was exhausting, yeah. completely exhausting. And so for me now, I really base how they react to, hey, yeah, no, I, so fun fact, I actually am a CEO, which is usually date number three when they sign the NDA. Because um, it's a little weird to say, hey, can you sign this NDA? But I'm just a regular old consultant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it makes it sound like, well, are you in the cartel? What is going on? <laughs> so I definitely tell them by date three, if they make it to date three. And then in that, on that date, I really kind of have the conversation of, listen, this is why I was very protective. And, and I, I, I emphasize like, listen, I'm not Mariah Carey. I'm not sitting out here trying to act like I'm some, you know, big, huge deal. Yeah. But like, I have a whole website dedicated to how this person thinks I'm an awful human being and should be in jail. And I'm a scammer. Someone who's never worked with me, someone who's never even talked to me, hates me that much to build out a website. So trust and believe, I'm not about to just trust my business and my brand and myself with anybody. Like I'm not doing it. And so for me, it was just protection mode. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like going back to like feminine and masculine, my grandmother, she's my step-grandmother, but I say that only because that's how I define that they got married later. It's my grandfather's second wife. Um, mm-hmm. She was a, she was a AT&T, Pac-Bell is now AT&T. She was a Pac-Bell VP. And for a black woman in the 80s, 90s to be a VP was big, big shit, right? And so she met my grandfather and they were kind of in the same position. He worked in a gas company. She worked in the phone company. So they did the same things for utilities, but for different companies. And so she probably was higher than my grandfather. She probably made more money. Not probably, she did. But when she came home, she was so feminine right? Mm -hmm. My grandfather was that man, right? Wrong or right, she was, he was the man and she didn't even play that game, right? And so, so many times I tell her she needs to do a podcast because she needs to give that away. Those things are knowledgeable. I'm like, put that in a book, grandma, because people want to buy that shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I talked to my grandmother like a woman for the first time and I feel like that's the biggest blessing to me because it really helps me understand her but also understand me because she was me she didn't get married to my grandfather till she was four years old Mm. you understand what I'm saying but she already bought houses plural you know like you and she already had big money and already was respected and already had her clout you know but at the same time she wanted to be a wife and a mom you know she had already not only did she take that into her own hands she adopted two kids so she was a single boss mom right so it's really like learning those balances and it's like a, it's almost like we have to go to school again because we have to learn how to take away what we were taught to put in you know what I'm saying and so it's a different variation when it comes to dating because men just need certain things and none of it is our money and none of it is our job right so it's right. really like the compatibility how do we make them feel how do we bring out the best in them and they're just 
a certain way. We can't, right or wrong, we can't take that away, right? We gotta just mm-hmm. understand who they are. Just the same as we need fundamental. Even if we have money, we still need security. No right. matter who we are, we need security. So the same thing is men need certain things, women need certain things. And so I, I have really... I took a whole dating coach thing. And I think you talked about that, right? I don't know. I'm like, did mm-hmm. we talk about that? Yeah, I did yeah. my dating coach. And I she was really, really, really ridiculous in price. But I learned a lot from her because I felt like it didn't give me all my feminine energy, but it lit a match. You know what I'm saying? Like it mm-hmm. let me take ownership of how I was presenting myself and how I was showing up in the world. And so many times we have to boss up on an everyday basis we think mm-hmm. that that's kind of how we need to come to dating and like, well, let's just take care of it. Do you like me or not? Like, that's how I was coming at this situation. What the fuck do you want to do? But right. men don't work like that, you know? And I was just like, this is easy. Like I was chasing because that's what I'm used to. I chase, right? I chase money. I mm-hmm. chase business. I chase life. So I'm like, this is easy. I'm going to go get what I want, but it doesn't work that way with the men. How have you learned to like pull that back? You know, For me, it it was going to therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy to really understand like my behavior and why I do the things I do and say the things I say. And a lot of it comes from, you know, past trauma and also just the relationships I saw growing up. My parents have been married for 50 plus years. They're, you know, wonderful, but that was really the only relationship I saw that was healthy. And and it was, you know... So for me, growing up in foster care, I saw a lot of negative portrayals of women. And in my opinion, money always equal power, right? So mm-hmm. I distinctly remember my mom's pimp bringing her to my biological mother's pimp, bringing her to my foster home and saying, okay, we got to go. And she's like, oh, but it's her birthday. And he said, do you want to sit with her for her birthday or do you want to eat? Because without me, you don't eat. And for me, it pinged in my little five-year-old head oh money it. makes you in charge yeah you pay money the gives you, you the cost you the right the cost. yeah exactly and so therefore I led almost everything in my life around I'm in charge I have money so I'm in charge I'm the one in charge here you're not making the rules I'm making the rules and I had to dismantle that and I didn't even realize that it was a problem until my 30s until I hit 30 and then I was like oh wait oh that's wait, that's not the thing. That's not what money does not. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. wait. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting how things, my mom was a single mom. My mom had me at 19. I was her second mm-hmm. child. Her first child, she had at 15. Um, my grandparents were getting a divorce. So she didn't want to keep the baby. She, ho- she overheard my grandfather say, if you want to keep the baby, if you want her to keep the baby, then I'll stay here. But she knew her parents weren't meant for each other. So she mm-hmm. took that as, I can't keep this baby because I don't want to make them miserable, you know? And yeah. so she took that yeah. off as a 15 year old. So um, my brother was given up for adoption and I was her first child at 19 and my mom struggled. My mom, I, I, I don't want to take anything from her because what she did was my mom was never on food stamps. My mom was never on the County. My mom never got help. She should have, you understand what I'm saying? Like we needed help. But she didn't qualify. So it's one of those in the middle situations when you have too much, but not enough, you know, or too much, but not enough, you know? So basically you don't qualify for shit, but you need everything. So we Mm -hmm. have to suffer. We're that middle point where it's not, 
it's still not enough, but you know, and we, we had to suffer, but I had a lot of great people in my life that helped me. And I was the only child and I was the only grandchild. And my mom made sacrifices for me. She put me in private school when she couldn't afford it. My dad paid 200 or $300 for child support. He was non-active. She had to emotionally, physically, financially be mom, dad, sister, cousin, brother. And she was 19. You understand what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. at 19, I didn't give a fuck about anything but juicy. Okay. Juicy couture. That was it. <laughs> right. Imagine being a parent and my mom is not emotional. And I am the most emotional person you will probably ever meet. So just imagine having all this to deal with, being stressed the fuck out, then not being emotional, really wanting to like just level up or like get a nigga, you know, just do whatever. But you got to deal with this child that's screaming about her dad that she ain't seen and you don't really give a fuck, you know, like, you know, it's really a hard thing. And so I don't take that away from her because I know that she could have gave me up, you know, she could have did a lot of things that she didn't do, but she, so I don't have traumatic stories like yours but it's a different situation so I still thought she struggled I judged her you know my grandparents were both VPs my step-grandmother and my grandfather they were both VPs for companies they made a lot of money they friends had a lot of money you go to a dinner my grandfather's being honored and it may be a thousand dollars for the plate and then we would go home and the cable could be turned off mm. so it's huge extremes of money right yeah. So what I learned, and I don't really know what my, my grandparents made, but what I learned is like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. And I used that in my life. So I've had really good relationships where men didn't cheat on me. They love me unconditionally, but I was not emotionally prepared for it. Right. Cause I don't know what love is. A lot of people tell me they love me, but I don't know if that believe, you know, when I open my store, did they come support? Do they know my son's middle name? You know, right. they love me because they're told to say they love me. So I'm teaching myself how to love mm. my mom broke in my mind. I didn't get what I wanted the way I wanted it. And I looked on the TV and I've just made people up in my head. Like, okay, I like Moesha, I like Vanessa Simmons, and I like Daddy's Girls, I'm gonna put this together, I'm gonna put, everything I had was money, I was very focused, so in a way, you have these relationships of people that love you, but you don't really know how to process it, because you are not happy, I was miserable, so Mm -hmm. no matter how much you love me, I cannot live this life with you, you're content with this life, I don't Mm want to be here, Uh, I am here, this is a bus stop for me, nigga, I'm out, you know, (laughs) like what I'm saying, like, I do not play this game this will not be forever and my mom said to me and I don't think that she meant it with any malice but she said you will always be miserable because the life in your head does not equal the life that you live Mm. finally she had to come back and said damn you finally made that shit bad yes I did (laughs) because I did not give up do you know what I'm saying like I did not give up on that dream so I loved them because they wanted me to love the whole situation and I couldn't love where we were at I was miserable you know Mm. because I do want my housekeeper to come I do want to go on the trip every month I do that's part of who I am right and they're like but I'm loving you unconditionally I'm risking everything and I'm like you don't even love me that much that's how I used to say things like you know and my ex was like I have siblings that are walking but I just bought you a brand new car Mm. and you have to really think about that in a man's way I'm taking care of you the best way I can right Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And you, and, and it's so disrespectful for me not to see that. Now right. I do see it and I can respect it because what? I'm happily fulfilled in my life. Mm-hmm. So now if we were together, it would be different because I love you too. And I can show love and I can live how I want to live and we can live that way together. But I didn't want to live how we were living then. So I couldn't even focus on mm-hmm. you loving me fully because I don't fully love it here. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I don't like the environment. And I tell these people, like, if I give you a grilled cheese on an Hermes plate, or I give you a Ruth Chris steak on a garbage can lid, what are you choosing? Mm -hmm. We can pretend that we're not a certain way when we are, you know, so I Mm -hmm. want it to look like how I want. And that's what I tell young women, don't give up on what you see. You know, no matter what, nobody's trying to fucking wrap in a box for your ass. And stop settling. Stop settling. And the thing about it is, Dick will never be limited. (laughs) Girl, it is available in every country around the world. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. And you know, I know I hit a year for the second time in my ever life. Last year I hit a year and then I had sex. And then this year I'm hitting a year. Mm. And a lot of my friends don't understand how that's possible. But at this point, I have no risk left. Yeah. God is like, you're going to have to do it right or don't do it, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. as frustrated as I am, and me and God are like, girl, in a fist fight because I'm like, I'm lonely. And he's like, go work on that business. It's not done yet. <laughs> We're not there yet. You hit, but you ain't hit hard how I see you to hit, right? And right. we don't know. You could have money one day and the money could be gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of in people don't realize that. Like they think that it's just some level that we hit and we get on the hill and we live like the Kardashians. That shit is not happening. No, no. How much do you feel like your job impacts your relationship? Oh, girl, I just had an example of it today. I, so I've been talking to to two different guys and one is a one says he's a civil engineer. I say says because he has broke mentality and okay. that isn't an alignment with, with his career. Um, but so he was, we were sitting and he was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to come in and bring you lunch and just sit with you for lunch. So he came, brought me lunch. We're sitting, we're chatting. And he's like, do you really have to go back to work? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, can't you just not, can't you just cancel that meeting? like why and he's like to hang out with me and I I just (laughs) to this moment I still am like wait what wait I'm confused but the thing about it is (laughs) would he cancel the meeting for you girl that's the key right and so I was just like I I said to him I said well no I can't like this is this is a client I'm not canceling it I, and he's like, so you just live by your business. You just live every single day by your business. And I said, oh, they love the flip. They love oh, the flip. They love it. They love it. And I said to him, I said, no, there are plenty of times where I play hooky. There are plenty of times where I say, you know, I'm just going to take today yeah. off. Yeah. I said, but the reality is that I'm not doing it for some bum dude I just met. Yes. Be- I'm not going to jeopardize my business because you want some sex. Yeah. I'm not doing it. No sex is worth that. I don't care how good it is. No sex is worth that. And I just said, you know, I feel like you don't understand that my business isn't a hobby. Yeah. 
Like yeah. my business is a full-blown business. My business is its own ecosystem. If I fail in my business, I Everything have tons of people who yeah. who's, won't be able to feed their families. Like yeah. it is not just me. And so that was just one of many times where I, I've had to basically check a man about like, no, you don't get to give an opinion. I've had men try to give an opinion about how I should run my business. I've had men try to convince me that, you know, my business isn't really that big of a deal. You, you really shouldn't be putting this much energy into it. And so, yeah, I, I really have had situations where I've been dating guys and then I have to stop because it's like, you don't get my business. Like you don't get me in relation to my business. And I used to be a big workaholic, like two, three years ago, I would have said I was married to my business, but now I've really built out structure to have more of a work-life balance. Like I don't take calls on weekends. I'm like not doing extra stuff past like six or seven. Like, so I have more structure, but I still am going to prioritize the business unless, unless I'm your girl and and we're married or moved in together. Yeah. yeah, The business is going to take priority. And so when I meet a guy who doesn't put any level of pressure around it, who encourages me like, no, babe, do your thing. Like, I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere. That's when I'm like, ah, yes, (laughs) this is what I need. This is what I want. This is, this is who I need to be with. Yeah. Because I'm dating a guy and it's so funny how you see yourself in people and he's in the music industry. We met (laughs) years ago, like in 2014 and he is uh, pretty successful. And he was a part of my success picture of the people that let me see a little window at a time, right? Mm-hmm. So he recently, I just kind of sent him a, hat, a sad face before one of my meetings. <laughs> then I had two more meetings and I sent him another one. I'm like, you don't see me crying? But I was playing because I'm all in the middle of my shit too, right? Right. And he's like, I'm busy. And if you can't understand that, let's end this now. And I laughed so (laughs) loud because usually I'm a little bit of a needy person when it comes to stuff, but I can be snappy like him. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody that I said that to, they're like, oh, he put a you on you. (laughs) And I don't think that I realize how bad it sounds. And then I'm like, he's like, so let me know what it's going to be right now. And I'm like, oh, so you didn't have no time to talk because you were putting out fires that you never told me about. But now you want to, <laughs> you want to answer on the future of us today. Right, you know right saying? now. So I'm laughing, I'm crying, <laughs> laughing. And I couldn't even respond. He's like, oh, I got my answer. And if you want me to spin back your candles, I will. I understand. I'm like, whoa, you're oh, having wow. a whole fucking panic attack. But it just leads me to this. They will call in the middle of the night. He will FaceTime whenever he wants. He doesn't give a damn. And if you don't understand, it's so funny. What he does is he calls, he FaceTimes, and then he texts you like, oh, I called him FaceTime, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking busy like you were. Right. But when I, when I do it, if I even don't answer, don't respond, he has an attitude and I'm like, bro, your business is not more important than my business, but that is where we are. They really feel like what they're doing is more important and you don't want to pee with them. Right. This is where the pissing Mm -hmm. contest comes in, but you're like, bro, if you don't look at that mix, how many people are going to be affected? If I don't answer this call, 
thousands of dollars are ruined. People's careers are affected. They're not going to get their product. Like I have to be up. It's no other way, but they don't, they don't value us. So it's a really a fine balance. And this is where my grandmother is genius. She understood how to get what she wanted. Mm. Sometimes I still want it to look my way. You know what I'm saying? And that necessarily is not going to get... You have to decide what the outcome is, whatever that is. And you have to decide what you want from that. And so when my grandmother does, she was telling me, she was like, because the guy told me, you're paying too much for rent. You need to own something. This is silly. You, if you think that we're going to be together, girl, he, he tells me all kinds of stuff. But he's like, if you think we're going to be together, you got to be on the same playing field, right? So- mm. The reason why I don't own anything is I have a son. It's just me. I need security. I talk about purses on the internet. You don't think that people are adding up how many purses I have? You're crazy, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to be secure. That's just how I feel. But he's like, no, you need to make sure that you are saving money, investing money. And I do those things. But my grandmother's like, girl, stop answering that man. Stop having a full conversation with that man. She said, just tell him, yes, okay. (laughs) That makes sense. I'm going to take that in consideration. You're right. You know, she's like, you can give him all that he needs without having to do anything, you know? And she's like, you don't have to go there with him. For me, I feel like everything needs to be a full page discussion. Like I need to show you why I feel the way I feel. And she says, no, baby, that's not your friend. That's the man that you want to be with. She's like, I have to tell grandpa that all the time. Yes, baby. Oh, okay. I understand you feel that way. She said, it doesn't mean that I'm disparaging his feelings or not taking his feelings in consideration. It just means I'm going to do what I want to do because I'm an adult, right? So we have to learn. I think we need a little bit of that old school to mix with our new school because it looks so different than what we're used to, but we need something where it does balance us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think the more conversations we have like this, the more abilities we can feel and the power we can feel within ourselves. I think sometimes just like learning about the tax, relationships at this level aren't aren't regular either, right? So they aren't, girl. The things <laughs> that I learn as I as I kind of up level the type of man that I date. Yeah. I learn so much more that I didn't know. Yeah. like at all and it's it's fascinating to me and I find it like thrilling like one of the guys that I was talked that I'm talking to I said you know I have to go to Thailand for for a business trip and he said okay and he was like how long are you gonna be gone I'm like um eight weeks <laughs> and he's like okay and I said well you know I understand if like if if you need to see other people while I'm gone. Like, I swear, you know, I I get it. I'm not going to trip. And he said, why would I do that? Why would I go looking for ass when I have have what I want? Like, I have what I want. Like, we're going to build together. So why would I trip over eight weeks? Yeah. And it was just like, that's, that's That's what that's like, what that's like breathe, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Being yeah. able for him to be able to see the bigger picture, you know, because some broke dude would have been like, "Well, why you go on for eight weeks? Why you gotta be gone that long?" And you, you expected me to sit here and wait for you, but for him, he looked at that time as an investment. 
yeah. as like, okay, that's fine. Like I invest the eight weeks and not have you. And I'm okay with that because I know that when you come back, you're coming back to me. I know that we're building something that's beyond just eight weeks. You're going to be gone. And part of this, I got enough money to go and see you if I can't help girl, you. Right? Like, and right. I have to ask you, it's so funny that we talk about this. I was talking to a guy, we were talking online and I was like, he lived in Atlanta. I'm like, I'm gonna come see you. Girl, that flipped him out. I sent him my ticket. This is why you have to date on your level, period. As a woman, not as a man, mm-hmm. but as a woman. Yes. Because I sent him my ticket itinerary and it had first class. That freaked him out because he doesn't fly first class. So now we got to have, you know, preliminary discussions on why do I need to fly first class? Why do I need to come? Oh my God. It's like all these things. But had that been the opposite, a broke woman and a, a rich man, and she saw that he was coming first class, she would have been like, shit, when we go on vacation, we go on first class. Did she already know? Right, exactly. But in a man's mind, it's like, I can't afford her. I'm not good enough for her. So their ego flares up. Easily, easily. And I think you're right. It's that I can't afford her. And so instead of them saying, well, let me get on the level where I can, let me see what I can do to get to the level where I can, they become intimidated and try to make it seem like you're just being extra. Yes. It's like, like you're just doing too much. Well, even the ex that did all the stuff for me and helped me when I was starting out, I went to Puerto Vallarta and I sent him a picture. He's like, oh, that looks like San Pedro, which is a little city in LA. Like, no, it doesn't fucking look like (laughs) (laughs) fun of it to make it okay that he couldn't come. Right. You know, so they do bad in order for me to feel okay again. Yeah. You know, and that's the deepest thing. And I want to just share this with young women is you aren't doing anything wrong by being successful Mm -hmm. and what you have to learn is they have to deal with that on themselves a lot of men have problems with you being successful because they want to be more successful you know what I'm saying and so Mm -hmm. it was funny because the guy in Atlanta had a house he had nice things he traveled a lot but he traveled like a college kid you know like I'm gonna go to uh, Ensenada you know what I'm saying like right and I'm gonna and it, that's what it is <laughs> it's like so whenever I ask a guy a first date one of the first questions I ask is where's your favorite place to vacation mm-hmm. and if they say DR I'm out like, <laughs> like <laughs> away from the table walk away I'm done check please like because because it tells me that they've not experienced anywhere outside of that. And most people would say, but that's not, you're going to punish him because he don't, he, he hasn't had the opportunity to know. What I'm saying is we're not in the same space. We're, we're not. not in the same space. And I need the world to stop telling black women that they should be settling for these dudes who don't make no money or settling for these dudes who aren't at their level under the guise of you should wait for him and help him get to where he needs to go. My mama didn't raise no builder. I am not Ikea. I am not out here at Build-A-Bear. It is not my job to build no man. And it is the not thing my about job it to is get him where he needs when to you go. build him, he's going to be with a big different bitch. Exactly. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Will I support my man when he's my man and we're married and and if time, hard times hit, he then, you know, needs me to step up. Absolutely. Yes. But if you come into the picture in hard times, we're not going to take that. No more potential. 
No. I, I told, I said, no, you have had to do shit. You have had to do something. Now, do things happen? Do tides turn? Yes, all of it. We know you're not as hot as you once were, but at this point, we're, I'm 36. You can't come to me and tell me you want to be a rapper, my nigga. It's not going to happen. You can't tell me you want to be a producer. You're an A&R, but you're an A&R on a, you know, a company that don't exist. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I'm saying? But you can say I'm Swiss Beats and I've done all this and now I'm creating verses. Yeah, you can say that. But you know what I'm saying? Like there's a yes. difference with new creation versus just starting. Girl. <laughs> you cannot... And it, it sucks because I was having this conversation and I always, I think black women, we're told that we have to settle in every way of the world and you have that platform. And it's like, we don't. But I was, you know, talking to this guy just randomly and he was just like, if I talk to you, I gotta know you really like me before I can take you on a date. And I was like, you, you don't eat every day? Like, what does that mean? Right. Like, we can't even get past that because you, you haven't spent any time with me. And he's like, well, I only spent, I spent, I called you every day for five days. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't ask me on a date. That's the thing. What are right. we doing? We're not in junior high. Why are we here? Why are we, Why are we here? here? Like, like I go out to eat every day. So what are you, what are we doing that is progressing? And I think anytime a man that offers, cause I know what real money looks like when real men mm-hmm. have money, they'll take you to a thousand dollar dinner because they want to eat. It has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing so if I know that you are you want to go on a coffee date you cheap it ain't got nothing mm-hmm. to do with me it's nothing to do because I know if you have it you will spend it men are that exactly. way they that's what they spend it for right it, that's who they are so it's interesting that we are telling white women are taught to find providers Asian women mm-hmm. are taught to find providers Hispanic women are taught to fight. I asked my housekeeper, literally, no lie. I said, if your man didn't pay the bills, would you be with him? She said, why for? It's 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 mind boggling to me. People don't see this as another form of oppression when they're telling <laughs> black women to settle. And like, we gotta be everything to them. We gotta mm-hmm. suck up, hope, don't talk mm-hmm. to their friends, walk out the room, close your eyes, look this way, look good, mm-hmm. have a perfect body, don't talk back, sit silent, be Beyonce, be a performer, be rich, give them their money. I'm like, what do you do, nigga? Exactly. <laughs> Wait, what do you do? Tell me what you do. And then I can work from there. You know what exactly. I'm saying? It's like, we have to redefine. And that's really what, to me, young, smart, and fabulous means. Because I think a lot of times we have these new definitions and we have all these definitions of what all those words mean. But redefining what being a Black woman looks like and redefining even what a single mother looks like. When I went through my divorce, my mom was a single mom. So I, I was like, I never want to be a single mom. So when I became one, because you know, anything that you keep saying, I don't want, I don't want you get right every single time. Mm -hmm. You have to literally let that go too. But anyways, I said, I don't want to be a single mom. I became one. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a version of a single mom that was successful. So it, to me, becoming a single mom was the death. It meant I was going to struggle. It meant I was never going to have this. It meant I was never going to own a home. It was a lot of things. So I had to create a different picture because I was suicidal after my divorce, not because I wanted to be with him, not because I didn't have a man, but because I didn't want to be a single mother. I Mm -hmm. went through like four months of depression where I had to like 
go to therapy. And I had to like really redefine what single motherhood was to me because that's what was affecting me so bad. But women like Bozama St. John really redefined it because she mm-hmm. she's a single mother, not by choice. She was married, but he passed mm-hmm. and she has to raise her daughter. So when she would come in my store, she thought, yeah, I'm here purchasing. I'm doing a good thing. But she doesn't realize how much she did for me. Mm. she redefined what that looked like for me and at the time I was and I've told her a little bit of it and she was like girl you got me in tears but because she was my customer for like five years you know and so I really appreciate that because she allowed me to set my own tone and allowed me to have the things that I have with my son and so my whole platform is about black women being unapologetically them embracing whatever they want, doing whatever they want, not minimizing what they want and accepting where they are, right? And creating whatever they dream. And so it's so interesting how that has pissed so many people off, you know? Mm-hmm. But I do have women that appreciate and understand and You know, it, I don't have a problem with any woman defining their life for them and what it looks like. So I'm so glad that you were able to have this conversation because you, to me, have a beautiful life that you've created and curated and perfected and done all your work inside and out on what that looks like for you, right? And I'm able to be inspired because you really live to your highest potential and what you want. So my last question what do you feel like defines you being young, smart, and fabulous? What What do I feel? Yeah, like what, what is your young, smart, and fabulous? What does that mean to you? Oh, I think young, smart, and fabulous means you live the life you desire. You don't ask for permission to do so. You support others in living the life that they desire. Yay. And you lift other people up without needing a pat on the back or a handout as a result. Lifting people up is to me the one secret to life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like being that kind of person. I love your definition. It's so amazing, Amber. I'm so grateful for your friendship and your motivation without having to say anything. All you have to do is live your life and you inspire so many women. And I just really want to give you your flowers and let you know that so many women and men are looking to you as how to define their life for themselves. So I thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Guys, this is Alex and I'm so grateful for you. I'll check you guys out next week. Thank you so much. Oh my God, guys, wasn't that amazing? I can't wait for the next episode. But in the meantime, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to connect with me on social media, I'm Young, Smart, and Fabulous on all the sites. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you next episode. Bye.